Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So there's no real big climax when you know everyone succeeds it kind of like kind of fizzles away near, near the end so the first five minutes i was expecting it to be like you know boys in the hood meets uh dr dre and it does not end up that that way so yeah not as good as, as i hoped but I'm, I'm happy i saw it the beginning is quite engaging and it did keep me engaged until that last third uh so it, it's a very unbalanced four i would say because if i had to divide it into first half and second half yeah wildly different but yeah when when before it resolved itself at the end those 10-15 minutes i was a bit bored but for the rest of it i was fairly engaged hey everybody welcome to this episode of flicks podcast today i'm joined by babs hello fran Hello. And Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Beats. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans, welcome to Flix Watcher Podcast. Joining us remotely today we have Babs and Fran. If you could please say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do please. Hello the internet, it is Fran from Over Underrated Podcast. I am the co-host with Babs where we discuss all of your favourite music. Are they overrated? Are they underrated? Tune in and find out. <laughs> How did you come up with the concepts of this of this of this show? Well, I wanted to discuss bands that never get discussed in the airways, but then we then decided that if we talk about obscure bands, no one's going to tune in apart from ourselves. So we decided to team them up with a, a maybe more of the an overrated, more a discussed uh bands for example if we're doing rip pop we'd have mm-hmm. oasis maybe overrated alongside shed seven maybe underrated and if we're discussing new york we chose maybe talking heads maybe maybe overrated and maybe they might be giants maybe underrated and then we invite people to discuss like yourselves <laughs> and hopefully have a good time without any arguments what what kind of feedback do you get for bands, for bands or artists that are wrongly categorized according to according to people we love anybody talking to us so far we have <laughs> we've had about a small amount and it's been lovely um we have a, a a guy from america who loves kent everyone's uh 
favourites for this band. And he emails us oh, okay. and sends... Not the place. No, not yeah. the place. It's okay. confusing. He sends us pictures of his bedroom with the posters he has on the wall and chats about his teenage daughters. And why not? This is why we have the podcast, to reach out to Americans about Kent. Or to Kent fans, about yeah. Kent, I, I was yeah. Like, uh-huh. what bands are from Margate or <laughs> Broadstairs? I was, I was, okay, fair enough. This, this may be whatever underrated because they're called Kent. It wasn't their best <laughs> name when working in the UK. I think, I mean, generally nowadays, I think in the age of the internet, you need to have a better name that's easily, like, Googleable. Because if you yeah. type in Kent Band, that could mean anything. That could come with anything. Um, yeah, they were a 90s band, and I think Kent is a girl's name in Swedish. So it's not their fault. Um, let me have a think about that. Babs, who are you? Who, who am I? Yeah. So, yeah, I, as Fran says, I am the other co-host of Over Underrated, our music podcast. I also am a sustainability communicator. Uh, if you want to swing any work my way, why why not publicise that on on this podcast as well. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. Plug your day job as well. Why not? And yeah, I mean, Fran and I have been doing the podcast for, I think, a year and a half now. And we only met in person for the first time last week. And oh, it was wow. very, what, last week, sorry, last month. And uh, yeah, it was it was very nice to, to see Fran in the flesh and see that he's not a hologram. So yeah, lovely stuff. It was very well, hologram, Babs. <laughs> You have to ask Fran that, I'm afraid. We, we saw a live podcast record because we thought, we thought you know, that was the best place to meet for two podcasters, surely. Exactly. Well, you, you've joined us before, Babs, for uh, a couple of films, um, but we're going to be talking about another film choice that yours. Uh, this is Beats today, which is a Netflix original. Uh, can, you t- can you tell us first of all why you chose it? And then a synopsis. You know the score now. You've got 60 seconds or less to do it. I know the score. I've taken my notes. So yeah, I picked Beats, I guess, because I couldn't resist picking another music related film. And I hadn't seen it before I put it forward. So I I, I thought it, it's on my list. It's not, you know, top of my list, but it'll be a good one to discuss with musically minded people like my podcast co-host and, you know, you, Kobe and you, Helen, who have also been on our podcast. So that's, that's basically how I picked it. I knew nothing going into it apart from Anthony Anderson and that it was a coming in of age film and it was about hip hop. There we go. Okay, and I'll get the timer up for the synopsis. One minute synopsis timer starts now. Okay, so after witnessing a brutal shooting, this hip-hop loving boy called August Monroe, he's 17, he develops PTSD and agoraphobia. So he's staying at home all the time, seemingly mostly in his room, making beats. (laughs) Meanwhile, 18 months after the shooting, his school security guard has been asked by the principal, who, by the way, is his ex-wife, to get absent kids back into the school because otherwise they're going to lose funding and they're going to have to fire staff. So he goes to August's house and this guy, Romello, the security guard who used to be a hip hop producer, hears August's beats and he thinks, wow, this boy's a genius and I can make a lot of money from him and get my hip hop career back on track. So behind August's protective mother's, Carla's mum's back while she's away at work, he goes to mentor August, helping him make beats and trying to coax him back out into the real world so he can make himself rich and famous and give August the money that he is only interested in to get his mum out of the south side of Chicago. Wow. Wow. Was really detailed for one minute. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was literally on the dot. Sorry, I stopped the timer just as we finished. It was... Well done, bravo. I skipped a lot of Helen, my notes, actually, so there we go. <laughs> Helen and I should take notes for that for our, for our next episode. Uh, as this comes out, we would have got over 250 episodes. Um, wow. Which wow. Is wow. Another 50 more. We've got to do another another synopsis ourselves, which gives, gives me palpitations. Uh, Fran, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on on Beats? I, I, always, I want to say Beats by Dre, uh, but it wasn't. Uh, just Beats in general. 
But the, the headphones were in there. They were. Well, I had heard of it and then completely forgotten about it until Babs um, chose it. So, yeah, it starts off rather hard hitting and then moves away from that completely. So, mm. in the first 10 minutes, you think it's going to go one down one direction, then switches and it never goes that bleak again. Um, but, yeah, we've seen these kind of films before a struggling genius kind of being manipulated by uh, a desperate well I don't want to say loser but uh, <laughs> just a, a desperate yeah it's someone who's a bit desperate and is he manipulating the August too much for his own good um, and then but unlike other comedy films there's no real big like punch the air climax when you know everyone succeeds mm. it kind of like kind of fizzles away near, near the end so um, it was yeah, when I first saw the first five minutes, I was expecting it to be like, you know, Boys in the Hood meets uh, Dr. Dre, and it does not end up that, that way. So, yeah, not as good as, as I hoped, but I'm, I'm happy I saw it. Oh, Helen. Um, so I had not heard of this, and I had also not heard of the other film called Beats that Netflix released in 2019. Interesting choices. Um, yeah, the first 10 minutes are pretty brutal and pretty like, oh, my God. Yeah, front. Uh, sorry, Babs didn't say that the shooting was of his sister. Yeah, is, I was uh, keeping it deliberately, is... kind of, <laughs> but yeah, of his sister in the head, in front of his face, so her yeah. blood splatters on yeah. him. Yeah, and he gets sorry, shot help. as well. I mean, th- this is like Chicago, kind of like in the in the nows. I think. I mean, yeah, th- 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 kind of kind of agree what you've said there, Fran. Like tonally, it's a little bit all over the place. It kind of starts off like quite gritty. And then it kind of goes through some sort of strange bits where there's like a little bit of comedy in there. And um, this kind of like mentor figure is a bit of a bad egg. He's not particularly great. Uh, and you kind of feel a little bit sorry for Augustine. Was it August? August, yeah. August. And then there's like loads of bits where there's like choppy editing over like beats and everyone's like really into the beats. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I know if it's good beats or bad beats. Not, I don't really know. And then... There's some like dodgy guys in a snooker club and you kind of think, oh, it's going to go cheesy ending. And it doesn't go cheesy ending, but then it kind of ends in a bit like, hmm. So, um, yeah, an interesting one. I had a look on Letterboxd to see the reaction because I love reading reviews and they were not kind to it. Um, I think we'll probably be a little bit kinder than the people on there. But, um, yeah, an interesting film, lots going on. I think the performance by august is probably the stronger one not so sure about uh anthony anderson i'm not quite sure of his character either so he kind of left a bit of a a sour taste for me yeah i think the thing about this and music films i guess is it's hard to get into a beat really when we watched um eight mile or you watch sing street even though it wasn't that big of the songs of it or you watch other kind of films where what's irish once no um the commitments when you watch, you know, when these underdog stories are kind of underdog with music, you can get behind the songs, can't you? You can get behind them and, and get riled up by it. And as much as the, like, beats and hip-hop music, I think it's really hard for you to get behind, like, someone playing with an 808 for a bit or someone tapping, tapping, a, like, a, a drum pad in his, in his room. And I think it's hard to get excited about that. And then when it does the big, when when it would be the kind of big showdown where they go to the, to the party, that was anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's where that's typical what it kind of builds up to the find the big gig where they get signed 
or something happens. And I just felt it was like, you know, I was willing it on so much, but it just never, it never got to where I wanted it to be. And I liked all the people and I liked the actor who plays his mum, uh, Ugo Udoba, who was in Orange is New Black. Anthony Anderson, I've seen in a few things. His wife, I've seen in a few things. They've always been, always been great. And um, the, the guy who plays Stingray in, um, Cobra Kai. in the Karate Kids spin-off Cobra Kai. Uh, what's, who played, what's his name? Oh, it's Khalil Everidge. No, 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 not Khalil Everidge. The, no, um, no, both from Cobra Kai. Is it Cobra Kai? Is there someone else in Cobra Kai? Yeah, yeah, the main guy is also in Cobra Kai. Of course uh, he is. Paul thingy. Yeah. yeah, Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah, Paul Walter Hauser. Yes. Um, of course he's in Cobra Kai. I was like, <laughs> that's that's like that's exactly the problem with it. I was like, I kind of know this guy, but not. Um, oh, him. It didn't. It didn't kind of twig with me. Yeah, but Paul Walter Hauser, um was kind of a weird, weird kind of role in this. So yeah, I just kept willing it on, but it never, it never achieved the heights I was hoping it was going to get to. I, I would agree that with all of you that totally it's all over the place. So you have this brutal beginning, then the credits open and they're in black and white showing Chicago with this very strong track. I, I didn't know it, Womp Womp by Valley featuring Jeremy. And I was like, wow. I didn't know okay. that. That's cool too, wasn't yeah. it? It was, it was really good. And I was just like, okay, yes, I'm into this. And I really like how the credits are in black and white and then it fades into August in his room in black and white, but then it goes back into color. And I was like, oh, okay, like this is gritty, but arty. And I mean, for me, yeah, it was funny what you were saying, Helen, about like, are they good beats? Are they bad beats? They, those were my favorite parts of the film. Like any time music was playing, I have no idea whether they're good beats or not, but my mm. head was shaking. I really liked how they filmed it. They would constantly cut away from different angles, I think, to kind of build it up even more. And, and they really hyped me up. But I thought the, le- the last third of the film, I felt like they just gave up because so, some sections went on for so long. You know, like, okay, yeah, we get it. Like, oh, his mom's found out, blah, blah, blah. And then the way the end happens where it's kind of wrapped up, but it, nothing is explained. And you never yeah. find out why Romello uh, did tone badly. You, you, you actually don't find out how he betrayed him. So they keep talking about, oh, he betrayed him, he betrayed him, but you don't understand how. You don't understand how he got the record contract in the first place or how he gets a new one. So yeah, I was I was confused. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it had quite a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor because it does lead down different places. Like there's even a bit in the music room when he plays drums and the piano. And then why? Like, why do we even need to see him do that? It's not mentioned ever again. Um, yeah, like Kobe says, it, it, you need some sort of scene when you're you're rooting for August and he and he breaks through, but it doesn't ever really happen. And although I guess you're rooting for his character uh, more than his mentor, it's, um, you just don't really love him. I guess they brought in that love, the sort of the, the romance, so that you you know care for him a little bit more. But it doesn't really go anywhere too much. I thought the romance was. Pointless. Didn't didn't mm. buy that one, not one bit. Yeah, I thought it was strange because in a, I I did like how unfazed she was. You know, anytime he'd be like, "Oh no," she'd be like, "Oh come on," in a way that a good friend would, right? You thinking they know each other from way back. That that I could believe that she would talk to him like that and that she would mm. ask him. But when she she was just like, "Oh, it's amazing that you're out again. Will you come to prom with me?" I was like, "What fantasy <laughs> bullshit is this? Uh, totally totally unnecessary." Um, and I guess there's also the romance between Romero and his wife, where it was a bit more interesting because they were married, but now they live in different places, but they're still seeing each other. But again, I think apart from to emphasize the fact that he's a bit of a loser, it didn't add that much either. No, I thought they were brother and sister at first because uh, <laughs> I knew there's I knew there's something going on there, and that she was happy to loan him money, and because it, it seemed like that kind of dynamic. There's no need for them to be in the sack together or 
they talk about a divorce. I didn't, like I say, that didn't add to it. Um, August romance didn't add to it. His mum was probably, I don't know, I, I was confused as to what kept him in the flat. Was it more his mum or more himself? And both of those two things happening at the same time made it quite confusing because when he did leave, it was seemed like it was more her like saying, you can't, you can't leave the flat. But then at the same time, when he did leave, he was having panic attacks. So I didn't know which thing to kind of grasp onto with that bit as well. Did you find out who shot his sister? Was that the moved moved along? A random guy from an opposing gang. Yes, I think. But yeah, I think Kobe on the what kept him there. I think there's a scene where he's talking to Romano and he says, "Before my mum wouldn't let me out at night, but then I started having the panic attacks everywhere, and then she kept being." Yeah. And I mean, I guess there's a trauma of his sister, and there's the trauma with what happened with his dad as well, because you find out kind of later on that the dad who there's a picture of him in his military gear that his sister was wearing when she got shot died of a heart attack after coming back from i think iraq yeah so again again where you're like why do we need to know this unless we're talking about trauma i mean they're they're very they're very traumatized and yeah you know it's that thing of you know obviously romello is encouraging august for his own ends because he wants to get his hip-hop career back on track but there is the side of like well you know his mum and August are very traumatised. So, of course, Romano isn't doing it ethically at all, but at least he is getting mm. him out of the house. But I have to say, you know, I mean, I've never had agoraphobia or anything like that, but the way August goes out is it's a bit too easy. You know, if he's if he hasn't been out in that long and he's going out and he's not having a panic attack the second he steps out of the door, that didn't seem very realistic to me. Yeah, I mean, just put sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, and a hat, and then you're fine. George. Yeah. And then take the hat off when you get in front of your your, your, your would be girlfriend, scary father, yeah. or older brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, again, I really wanted to enjoy it, and it just it just didn't it just didn't click with me. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and I think part of it is look, it's coming up towards two hours for a film that doesn't have that kind of punch. I don't think it needs to be anywhere near two hours long. Maybe it would have been better in the cinema with the beats and the tunes. I've watched so many really good documentaries about like Dr. Dre making beats and how good like Kanye is at making making beats and stuff. I still don't know what makes a good one and a bad one, but I, you know, I see when people get really into something and I, you know, I've had in the past where a new song I hear comes onto the radio and just like, oh, what the fuck is this? But again, I don't think that was kind of, I don't think I came across as to what was a good beat, why he was so good at it, other than the fact that Anthony Anderson said he was really good at it. Yeah, we needed more scenes of crowds of people dancing to his music to yeah. to sort of show oh yeah this is doing its work people love people love august and then see august like getting confidence but we don't really see that apart from that one scene that's basically or paul, it or people like paul waterhouse and like not just him but other producers like hearing his beats for the first time and going We're nodding who's this kid it's just, we just didn't we just didn't get that mm. we just had him in a room with the with the with the, with the drum pad uh, which is quite cool and i want to get one of those i guess like <laughs> The song that was maybe the strongest one was where he kind of brought in the sample of his sister and yeah. his words in there, but it kind of didn't really go anywhere or kind of like evolve into anything. And we never really kind of get like why he's so talented or what his drive is other than he's just kind of like indoors and he's probably, <laughs> and the, it kind of like hints at it, but doesn't quite explore like using music as a therapy or, you know, he's, he's using it for personal reasons or to cope with stress or anything, which might've been a slightly more interesting route to have gone down rather than the, he's going to get a record deal type thing. So there was, mm. there was loads of options it could have gone down and explored in a bit more detail, but then it kind of didn't really do that. And, 
considering it's like two hours, there was like lots of things that it could have done, but it only half really did them as well. So I don't know, a, a bit more focus maybe. I'm not really With sure. With his friend who was the, um, was it his, his friend from 18 months ago, but then who comes to his house and he starts threatening him and stuff like that? Because that didn't go anywhere either, did it? No. No. So, I, yeah, I think it was just to show that anyone can be tainted by you know, again, guns in, in the south side of Chicago. Um, and you, get, you kind of get the impression that that, that rap artist we sign is more talented than he is in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's not even the most talented musician in the film. No, I would have loved to hear more from her. Yeah, yeah. So she was and, good, wasn't she? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and do you know, she and the guy who plays August are originally from the south side of Chicago, I found out. So it's like, that's that's quite interesting that they clearly use people if not from the scene from the area but yeah, it, it's interesting because i totally agree with you right on on you know how the music could have been more explored but for me the music was easily the the best bit i mean like i said i i don't know what makes a good beat or not but i was actually convinced enough i think i guess they, they tried to do it clumsily there was a section where you know, when, when Romero gives him the CD with the Brazilian music and he knows it's the Brazilian music and they have a lovely little nerdy conversation about samples. I was like, yes, excellent. But again, it also doesn't go down that route, but it kind of satisfied me enough in the first half of the film. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on, but, you know, fuck it. There's some rapping, there's some some good music. And then, yeah, the the second half, especially the last third, I was just like, oh, this is not this is not holding up at all. And also, I think before we get to the scores, um, and if you have any other points before we get to the scores, let us know. One bit that kind of irks me as well is that the music industry at the moment is not like it was in like 1995, where if you make one big, have one big single, then you're made for, mm. you know, you, you can get out of where you are. It, at the moment, it's you go on Spotify and you might get a bit of money out of it. And this one thing about this kid making these amazing beats, I know, I just, I, I just, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit of an exploration, isn't there? Because I guess he's like trying to hook him up with the rapper going to the two different people in the in the record label. But yeah, it all comes together clumsily and too quickly. And yeah, the fact as well that when August goes to the show and just as he arrives with Naya, oh, Queen Cabrini comes on singing the song that he, I was like, this is this is a little bit too convenient, definitely. And also, he could he could make just the beats in his bedroom and send them off. He doesn't need to be anywhere near anyone yeah <laughs> well, it's the beauty of what he's doing mm. isn't it he doesn't yeah. actually have to leave the room <laughs> and he's like you need to leave the room i'm like mm, does he because like he seems to be doing pretty well though yeah. <laughs> although there's although maybe i mean it does kind of feel like this is a film from 2002 maybe it was set in 2002 but they didn't kind of make that clear and they are acting like it used to be, but there's mm. no... It's not a lot of texting. I guess it's lucky well. that he had those magical shades so he could leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that did annoy me is that obviously like, he smashes up all his equipment and he smashes mm. it up pretty hard. And then it's back to normal and looks like it's all fine. Yeah, it's including like, the speaker in the 808. Down. Yeah. Yeah, I think th what annoyed me the most was let's, when... Let's vent it, let's vent it, guys. The, the record deal that you know, Anthony Anderson got then burnt for him. I'm like, that scene made absolutely no sense because just before they mm. fucked him over, right? So they, mm. they, they fucked him over. Then with no explanation, he somehow still manages to get him a record deal and there's no there's no storyline as to why. And then in the room, he decides to burn it. And it's like, if he's come to his senses that he shouldn't be exploiting this kid, it was just the whole point. Like that's, that's all wrong and all backwards because he would, if he had a lawyer look over it, 
And if you would have looked over it and seen that he was exploiting him, why only in the room did he come to the realization it was bad in quite a traumatic way? Uh, so yeah, I think maybe it was just a, I don't know how many writers there were on this, but too many ideas, not enough melding together of them. I guess well, the only winner is the head teacher because he goes back to school and she gets the yeah, money. And she gets the money. That's literally <laughs> it. <laughs> the end. And that reminds me of uh, in, in The Wire in season three where one of the characters just has to round up the kids, to all the truant kids, to take them to school so they can get their, so they can get their money. So I was like, this is, this is true to The Wire, which means it's true to life. Anyway, on that, guys, let's head to the scores. I'm Kate Lever, host of Who's a Good Dog, the podcast for anyone who's ever loved a dog. We're one of the other podcasts in the Stripped Media family. Each episode, I ask a brilliant person to introduce me to their dog and tell me how having a dog has changed their life. Listen to Who's a Good Dog wherever you get your podcasts. So welcome to our Flixwatcher scores. All of the scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish. And we'll start with you, please, Babs, with your recommendability. I've put 2.5 in the middle because I think if you're into coming-of-age music films, which I generally am, you'll enjoy it, but it's not for everyone. I would give it a three. Yeah, the first half an hour is interesting, and then it sadly fades away. Like Bab said, if you're into hip hop, you may enjoy it more. Otherwise, I can see why it's not become a big success. Yeah, I'm going to go in the three camp as well. I mean, it's there's some good bits in it, and you know the the acting's pretty good, and like the bits with the music where he's making music are pretty creatively done. Um, it's not like it's bad. It's just there's so much potential there that it kind of feels a little bit wasted. And I just want to say, I love the braveness of bringing a film on that you've not seen before. I love that, <laughs> I love that kind of energy. So uh, thanks. Thanks for, for doing that. And you don't get any more points for it though. No, no worries. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I'll get it for 2.5 as well. I, I like the idea. Execution could have been better. Uh, repeat viewing score. Babs. I put two for the music scenes oh, okay. and for Anthony Anderson's performance, which I actually had it, I did enjoy because I I liked I knew him as a comic actor from from Blackish, and I think that's was part of the draw for the film. I was like, this looks like a gritty film, but he will bring a light touch to it, and I, I thought he did, even though unfortunately I did find out about some allegations afterwards that I was did not know about, and I'm not so happy about that. So two, <laughs> Fran, I'll give it a one point five. I think I've seen enough. Um, yeah, there's some decent music scenes, but there's better music scenes than other better films. Helen? Uh, I'm going to go one. I mean, it's unlikely I'm going to see it again, but I'll, I'll give it a one. It's, it's quite long, pushing two hours. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Um, 0.5. Ooh, I don't think I've ever seen you give I was going to say, do you go belong one? <laughs> We've had, we've had lots of zeros in the past for certain films. Again, a music film, that thing you do have lots of zeros in it, unfortunately. Uh, small screen score, perhaps. I put one because I would have loved to see this on a big screen with some big speakers to see the music scenes, but also the Chicago skyline. Chicago's a beautiful city. I've been lucky enough to, to have gone before. Would have loved to see some sparkly skyscrapers and some beats. Fran? Give it a free. I don't know if it's a cinema film too much i guess if you've got your beats headphones and your smartphone you know you'll be enjoying it slightly so yeah down the middle so i was at three 
Three, please. Um, Helen? I'm going to give it a five. I, I would, this would not have been a film that would have drawn me out to the cinema. And I, I actually watched it on, on the iPad with headphones and had a lovely time with my headphones. They weren't Dre headphones, but they were still headphones. We're doing a lot so of advertising kind of here. <laughs> really like enjoyed having the sound in my ears rather than like watching it on a, on a TV. So maybe you either have to go big or you have to go small with the headphones. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for four because I think it's, you know, and like Helen, I, I had headphones on, quite nice headphones, and um, just watching on the iPad. But I think to maybe get the best out of it would be nice in the cinema. I don't think the visuals needed it. Um, and it was kind of weird. We had that let in kind of start in, in the black and white. So I thought it was going to be a bit more like that. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then it just wasn't. And it, then it just became like a standard film. So yeah, four for small screen score, uh, engagement score. I put four. Uh, I think, as Fran said, the the beginning is quite engaging and it did keep me engaged until that last third. Uh, so it, it's a very unbalanced four, I would say, because if I had to divide it into first half and second half, yeah, wildly different. But yeah, when, when before it resolved itself at the end, those 10, 15 minutes, I was a bit bored, but for the rest of it, I was fairly engaged. Fran? I gave it a three. I had one toilet break and one drink break. So therefore, I lost two points per each break. What what kind of drink break was it, sorry? It was a Pepsi Max Cherry break. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm not advertised by them, I'm not sponsored. But, um, <laughs> I, th- I, I thought you were going to say what your toilet break was as well. I was like, <laughs> I might be a bit too much information. It was uh, <laughs> uh, a one. <laughs> I was just trying to think. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so your overall score there when you said one, that confused me. Um, was it a three, wasn't it? A three, yeah, but minus point per each break. Helen. Yeah, I mean, the story is not. There's not that many twists and turns in the story, and I, I kind of felt that once it got past like the hour and the half mark, it dragged a little bit. So um, yeah, I got a three, three as well for engagement. Um, Sorry, I've just been slightly distracted because I was like, I'm sure I know Anthony Anderson from somewhere. And going through his filmography is quite interesting because it's lots. Of, it's been in lots of films which I've really enjoyed, like uh, like Departed. Um, but it's going way back into his into his filmography where the things like Romeo Must Die. I was like, yes, of course. And then also, he's, he's, I think he's he's slimmed down a bit from from those days in the kind of 90s. But then there's a there's a TV show called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I think he was in which I used to watch. Uh, when you used to play basketball. Um, anyway, this is just an aside. Engagement score. I want the amount of times it could have taken me to a different level, but it, but it couldn't do it. Uh, I'm going to go for 2.5. Uh, so that gives an overall score of 2.59375. Middling. Yeah. <laughs> I think Loads that's of middling. Kind of fair from, from the chat. I, I think so. It's in Transformers as well. So. Have you not seen um, uh, Have you not seen Kangaroo Jack? I haven't seen Kangaroo Jack. That oh. is on the list. I mean, honestly, I can't. I watched this and I was like, "Is this guy like a star?" Because his face, no, didn't no recognition for me. It's, it's in lots of things, like yeah, Law and Order. has been in a few times, so it's just he's in lots of things, but never I mean, like yeah, the I, main. I knew him from Blackish, group. where he is the lead. And oh, is he? yes, he's the lead, and 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 yeah, it's it's a very very good TV show. Um, I don't, yeah, I meant Black is, is on my list of, of many lists. <laughs> That's why you have a podcast, right? 
That's why yeah. we have this because we have a podcast because we have this. So there we go. Fran Babs, can you tell us where we can find you online and say goodbye? to the listeners so yeah our podcast is over underrated a music podcast with fran and babs we are on twitter at ou music pod and on instagram at over underrated music podcast yeah and i guess uh listen out for episodes with helen and myself has helen's episode come out as we record this yeah, yes it has <laughs> coming <laughs> we discussed yes <laughs> so helen's episode has come out and mine came out um well is out as well and so. it was on hip-hop so you know the, the theme continues I'm, I'm not i don't keep trying to bring hip-hop to you kobe we can talk about other things as well but uh yeah. can talk about other things as well <laughs> you can even you can read kobe's uh fancy album uh choices on rgm as well it's true that's true i enjoyed doing that thank you very much we need to talk about bruno on there which a lot of my friends objected to as <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's other places we can there's a cross section of, of over underrated stroke flicks watcher um in in the internet sphere so do seek it out guys uh, but also fran and babs thank you so much for being on beats and we'll see you next time thanks for coming on bye bye enjoyed this episode of flicks watcher podcast why not leave us a five-star review on itunes you can also follow us at flicks watcher pod on twitter and we're at flicks watcher on instagram thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty mighty tunes and ben from rockwood audio for his awesome editing skills if you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this get in touch with ben and that's rockwood r-o-k-k wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production <laughs> <laughs>